transition guy. Well, I've got a great guest speaker with me today, Simon Zucci, who actually, he'll tell you about himself in a moment, but you know the sort of the whole sort of buy-to-let market that we know today? Well, the person that really made it what it is today is this gentleman here. So welcome today, Simon. <laughs> well, that's very kind. I'm not quite sure about that, Peter, but that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Great to be on the video and the audio as well. So, welcome. Now, a lot of people talk about sort of well, how do you get started in property. What was your journey? Okay, so it was very simple, really. I needed somewhere to live. Uh, I went to Birmingham University. I decided to stay in Birmingham, and I managed to get a really good job at Cadbury's. And as soon as I got a job, I basically bought a house. And what I did was I rented out two of the rooms to my friends who were still studying at university, and the rent they paid me pretty much covered the cost of mortgage and the bills. So I was kind of living free. And I had this great salary coming in, and I wasn't spending it all. And I also had a part-time business running student nightclub events, which was a great fun business. And so I had this money in my bank account. So after a couple of years, I decided to buy a second house. And that's when I had a real light bulb moment. And I realized that if you buy a property that you don't live in, and you rent it out, so you've got to buy the right property in the right area, obviously, and make sure there's good enough rental demand. But if you do that, what happens is the rent, when you take off the mortgage, and the management fees, and all the costs, the insurance, etc., there's some money left over for you at the end, some profit. And it's a bit like having your very own cash machine. And the thing I love about this is you work once, get paid forever, which is, is true passive income. And I don't personally manage my property. I pay other people to do that, so I'm not involved. So I've worked once, I have income streams for the rest of my life, as long as I hold those properties, and of course, the long-term appreciation of property as well. See, and that is really fascinating because a lot of people, they love the romance yeah. around getting into property. And I know a couple of people have got into property, but it's not necessarily their biggest skill set. And, no. one, and one thing that you picked up on, you don't manage your properties. No. So for you, there's always a plan how to move forward. Yeah. Now you did that. And it kind of worked for you. Yes. Yeah. And, you, and you sort of, you did okay because you actually left your job. I how, did. How much later did you leave, leave your so job? So I started in 95. I left my job in 2001. And by then I'd gone through the graduate scheme. I was a senior manager. And actually in the year 2000, I was doing uh, rental properties, but also I was flipping property where you buy it, you renovate it and sell it on. So actually in the year 2000, working part time in property, I made more money as a full time senior manager at Cadbury's. You see, that's amazing. Yeah. So you made more money part-time than a senior manager at Cadbury's. Yeah. And a lot of people will think, okay, but we need to have a lot of money to be able to do that. No, no, you don't. I mean, obviously, you know, as business owners, we know success, many successful business owners, they make money stuck in their business, and what they do, they invest it into assets like property, which is going to generate more cash flow, and you should absolutely do it if you've got money. But a lot of people say, well, I haven't got money yet, I'm just starting my business, how on earth do I do it? There are many strategies you can use where actually you don't need much money to invest. It's about having the specialist knowledge. And also, there are other people who might have money sitting in their business or sitting in the bank doing absolutely nothing at the moment. And you can effectively, when you know how, approach them, borrow their money, put it into property, get a fantastic return, enough to pay them and get a good cash flow yourself. So when you have the specialist knowledge, actually you don't need a lot of money to invest in property. And you've taken your learnings over the years, and actually people used to approach you, didn't they? You started up the PIN network. Yes. How did you start the PIN network? So in 2003, I'd left my job, uh, I'd completely replaced my income by then, and um, I was doing my property part-time, and I was doing my nightclubs part-time, and I got a bit bored, and you know, it's a bit lonely. You know, if you try and do anything on your own, um, you know, and by the way, I've made loads of mistakes. 
you know, I've done quite well, but that was through a lot of trial and terror, as I call it, making all the like mistakes. I like one, trial and terror. And, um, and so I thought, yeah, there's got to be a better way. And in the year 2000, I really started investing in myself, my own personal development, and I, I continue to do that, as you know. And um, I went to an event by Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins talks all about the importance of environment. And he said, you know, if you want to be successful, find someone who's done what you want to achieve and model them, copy them, basically. And I thought, well, that's really, I'm, I'm trying to do this on my own. So there must be other people people who are more successful than me who I can connect with connect with so I went online went onto the internet on 2003 and there there were no property network meetings there were business network meetings and in fact I used to go to them I, I met great solicitors mortgage brokers accountants printers as you the, do all the things I needed for my business that was yep. great and and some of those wanted to work with me great but there was no place just for property investors. So I decided to start one. And that was the launch of the Property Investors Network, initially just in Birmingham. And people would come along to that and each month and then we'd talk about property. And, and actually I realized I quite like speaking, so I would stand up and share what I'd done. And people said to me, Simon, how come you don't have to work? And I said, well, no, I do work. I do my property, I do my nightclubs. No, 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 you don't go to work. How come we don't go to work? And so I explained what I'd done and, and I realized that actually, by keeping it really simple, people are able to go out, take action, get results, and I got a massive buzz when they come back and they'd say, hey, I've done this based on what you told me, and I think, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And I got addicted to that buzz of helping people. And then people said, look, it's great coming along to the monthly meetings, but it's taken a while to learn. And, you know, and smart people know that really, it's really smart to um, spend your money to save time. So I thought, well, rather than trying to learn it all ourselves over a long time, Simon, could you teach us and we'll pay you? So I started to run one-day courses and two-day courses, and that's when I realized that's what my passion was. And actually, when you were doing the teaching, no one was really doing the teaching. No, there, there, were, there were courses, I think, in America, and there was an American company come I just started, but it, it wasn't very common. And then mid-2000s, 2005, there were lots of people, because it was such a boom time. And to be honest, at that time, you could buy anything, and it would go up in value. And that was very dangerous. Because yeah. people thought they were successful investors, but they could just literally buy anything and it would go up in value. So, so it's easy to invest when the market's going up. In fact, when the market's crashing, that's when you can make the most money. Because most people are running, they're panicking, trying to sell, and that's when you can pick up some of the very best deals. Shopping time. It is shopping time. And you know, I believe that, um, you know, I think that you know, Section 24 has come in, this is a new tax, so uh, a lot of people are wondering, is it still worth investing in property? Because you're gonna pay more tax if you own property in your own name and you're a higher rate taxpayer. And you know, that is a fact. But there, again, there are lots of things you can do. You can put properties in companies, but I think when the full effect of the tax changes come in, I mean, there are over two million private landlords in the UK, and I think lots of them don't really understand what the implications are gonna be. Mm. So I believe at some point in the future, especially if interest rates start to go up, which is probably gonna happen, yep. we're gonna see a lot of people with properties because they didn't know what they were doing, and, and through changes that are no fault of their own, they're gonna have properties that aren't really making the money. And, and one of my principles is you should only buy property that's gonna give you cash flow. You never wanna be subsidizing a property. That's a, that's a liability, not an asset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I think there's gonna be an opportunity. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a dip in the market, yep. and, but that's the time, as long as you know what you're doing, to get in and make the most of that opportunity. So basically what we're saying is, especially with the marketplace today, it's probably even more important now that people start to educate themselves around property. Absolutely, yeah. And how many, 
Yeah, I mean, you started off with having just a networking meeting. Yeah. And it's become a lot more than that since then, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? well, we now have uh, 51 network meetings all over the country. So if people want to find out, then go to our website, pinmeeting.co.uk. And they're listed all over the country. And, and anyone can come along and just check it out. And it's a great way to meet other people, local investors, to build your personal contacts and power team, to get recommendations uh, of good builders and solicitors, to learn about the latest strategies. Absolutely. And keep up to date what's going on. And What's interesting because I know quite a few people in your network. Yes. Because we've we've known each other for a while, and we, I mean, you've had people like Roger and everything, and yeah, they've done exceptionally well. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, what I like is that the people that you've taken on that have been with you for a lot of years. Yeah. They are now mentors within your group, aren't yes, they? Yes, exactly. Yeah, they 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 have got passionate about helping other because yeah. I think it's really important to think about contribution. And sometimes people think about landlords, oh, you know, these landlords are making money. Well, yeah, we make money, but guess what? We're providing a really needed service. And I think if you're a good landlord, good quality accommodation, you're providing a great service. And if you provide a great service, people will pay for that. Absolutely. And, and then it goes beyond that. So what happens is many of our people who've come and done our training because they start coming to a PIN meeting, then we have one day, three days, and even a year-long mastermind program. And many people have done that, have completely replaced their income in a very short amount of time. Then they start doing what they're passionate about. And for many people, it's maybe starting a charity or maybe it's starting a business they've never had time to do or because they've had to earn money to pay the bills. Once you're financially free through property, you can really spend your time doing what you want. And for many of them, they start doing a lot of charity work. They start helping home the homeless. Um, and so, actually, when you're financially free, you have a lot more choices to do what you really want to do. Yeah, and that kind of makes the world a much better place. And I would probably say, if we take the current economic cycle, and we're probably in late summer, well, we're probably in autumn now, we're yeah. at the peak of a marketplace. Yeah. A lot of people are thinking right now, they've got cash. Oh, let me go and buy properties. I would probably say right now, if you've got cash, go and get educated. Yes. This is probably the best time yeah. out there to go get educated, yeah. to start learning about property, That's so right. that the crash is coming. Yes, so you're ready the, for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. so when the crash does come, guess what? You go shopping. And it's the same with businesses. Business owners right now, probably the best time is to start conserving your cash. As soon as the crash comes, then we go shopping. Now, one of the things that you've done is you, take, you took all the stuff that you've learned about yeah. and you've put it in a book, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes, Property Magic. So if you want to have a really simple place to start, I would suggest go on to Property Magic because that will give you the sort of entry level in the whole sort of property investment yeah, absolutely. It's a really good place to start. And from that, you can come along to a PIN meeting. And then who knows, if you want to progress further, we've got lots of training courses. And all the training courses we do, the one, two, three-day courses, they have a money-back guarantee. And I think that's really important. So it's a great business principle I'd like to share with them, because I know lots of business owners watch yeah. this. If you can come up with a quality product or service and offer people and give them a guarantee that, you know what, up to, in this particular case, up to halfway through, if they're not getting fantastic value, they can have their money back. So in your business, a great tip, if you can take away the risk for customers coming to try you, and as long as you've got a great quality product, guess what, you'll sell more because you're taking the risk away, and as long as you've got a great quality product, people won't ask for a refund anyway. So to a really big business boosting tip for everyone listening to this or watching this is how can you guarantee your customers so you take the risk away from them? And that's what we do in our training. And I'll tell you too, and a testament to how much you actually care about your sort of customers, etc. We're at Roger Hamilton's Fast Forward, your business up in London. And how many people have you bought this year? Uh, about 150 to 200. So 200 
of your partners, yeah. your customers are here with you That's right, yeah. to learn, yes. to grow and develop, like you said about yeah. Anthony Robbins. Yeah. So they're actually, as property investors, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, they're continuously learning, pushing the boundaries, developing themselves so that they can be far more successful as they go forward. Yeah. Well, I believe it, you know, it's really important to continue to educate yourself. And I've been to this event for five years and um, I'm still sitting here taking notes. Because every time, even if you hear something you've heard before, you go to a deeper level, get a deeper distinction. And in fact, five years ago, um, I came up with an idea to create crowd property. So that's another business that has kind of spun out of what I'm doing. So I'm still actively investing in property myself. I know just how hard it is to get finance to, uh, to do big developments because banks just don't want to lend really. And so we created a peer-to-peer lending platform um, that takes great property developments. So funny that a lot of our students have those, not exclusive ours, but we teach them how to find great deals and now we help them fund them. And then the crowd, anyone who wants to get a better return on their money can, put, can go on our site, register for free, they can decide which projects they want to support and then they can put their money in, usually for six to 18 months. And at the moment we're paying an eight percent per annum return which you're not going to get anywhere right now which you're not going to get anywhere now there's always a risk with any investment you make any loan you make however what we do crown property take the first legal charge on done so it's a bit like if you borrowed money from a bank and got a mortgage they'd have a first charge on a property if you don't pay your mortgage they can step in repossess it take it back sell it get the money back we can do the same thing we're not a bank but we can have this first charge to give security so if for any reason there's a default and the borrower doesn't pay the money back, we can step in and get it all back for the lenders. And to date, touch wood, no one's lost any money through Crown Property and we're getting a great return. And that's over five years. So five years. We launched it, I had the idea five years ago, we've been trading for three years, we've lent almost 10 million pounds now. And that's, a big, um, that's a big figure, 10 million. It is, yeah, for, from what was just an idea um, and an event. And so that's why, you know, that's why you need to keep on educating yourself. If you want stimulation, if you think, what's the new big idea? Get around other successful people. See what they're doing. And sometimes it doesn't even need to be a new idea. You're just doing it slightly better than other people. So, what do you reckon the crowdfunding market's going to be like in 2020? So, if we fast forward three years. Okay, absolutely. Well, it's very interesting. Um, crowdfunding and peer-to-peer lending. So, what, what we do is we're actually a peer-to-peer lender. So, what that means is when you put money into the project, you're not getting a share of the equity, you're getting a loan. And there's some advantages and disadvantages. Um, the first thing is that actually, as, because it's a loan, you will get your money and your profit before the borrower makes a single penny. So, that's pretty good. As opposed to an equity investment where you both get paid out at the same time and, and there's a more element of risk. Um, and there's risk in any loan you make, obviously. Um, but I think the market is going to see some massive growth. It's still really early days. It is. Um, and I think more and more people are going to move towards this, this way of lending because, you know, someone can invest just £500 and get an 8% return. Well, you can't do that with banks. And I think... Uh, you know, we are, people are going to realise that maybe they don't really need banks. You know, we hear all the stuff about blockchain happening, which is going to get yeah. rid of funding. So I think the whole financing world is going to change in the future. I think peer-to-peer lending and crowdfunding, you know, if you've got a new business, you can go and crowdfund it and people can come in. You can also crowdfund talent. You can, yeah. people can work together on a project. So I think if, as a business owner, you should really look into how this new wave is going to take effect and, and how it's going to change our environment completely and our, and our economy. Um, it's early days yet. It's going to happen. I think there will be some platforms that might have some challenges, and I think that might cause a little bit of problems. So, in the property world, there are uh, people who are selling shares into properties, and 
and I'm not sure how good or bad those investments might be. I'm not saying they are or not, but you know, there's a lot of risk because the market might dip. Um, whereas our team, we've got over 80 years of property experience in crowd property, and we only specialize in property loans with the first charge code. So we try and minimize the risk. So this is going to be interesting because, as you said, blockchain and everything, markets are going to change, peer-to-peer lending is going to be far more prevalent. Absolutely, yeah, far so, more mainstream, I think. So what I probably would suggest is, you know, like all the banking institutions within the UK and within Europe, yeah. probably you want to give them a copy of your book, well, yes, because they, the they, middlemen they... might not be there in 20 years' time. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, we have had quite a lot of people who are from the city, investment banking, who get paid really well, but they put a lot of hours in, and they've actually come on our programme and replaced their very high income mm. from property. Now they're doing something that they feel is a bit more meaningful in life. So, if you were to give entrepreneurs three tips what would they be okay so first one is is always first of all have an open mind yep. the minute you think you know everything is a very dangerous place to be so always look how can you learn from other so listening to this or watching this you know you hopefully you pick up just one or two golden nuggets you can take away will be worthwhile so always have an open mind link to that is educate yourself you know um, successful people we will basically spend our money to save time you know poor people or people with a poor mindset they try and do everything on the cheap they try and learn themselves by going on the internet and watching and there's great information on the internet but there's so much information you can get overwhelmed yeah and the information you can't guarantee the quality no, of the information exactly. if or the credibility of the information yeah. yeah and we see that a lot don't we i mean we see a lot of these people just pop up yeah these self Confess gurus. Yes. And the reality is, if you did some digging, well, yeah. they're not really, they haven't really done it. No, exactly. And I've been investing for 22 years and I don't claim to know it all. So if someone says they got all the answers, well, that's probably not the case. Well, it's always changing though, isn't it? Yeah, the market's changed. So, so my book, um, it's, I've just finished writing the sixth edition, which will be out in about six months' time to take while the publishers and things. Um, but I had to keep on updating because the market keeps changing. Absolutely. So, so even if you think you're pretty up to date, you should be going to your, your industry events to keep up what's happening in the industry and then also a general business event like this Fast Forward yeah. Summit because there's great connections here so there are lots of different ways to educate yourself but I think by recognising that investing in yourself is probably the very best investment you can make followed very closely by property and then probably business after that and the third tip and the third tip is always always do your due diligence and research so whether you're buying a business or whether you're buying a property or if you if you decide to work with some joint venture, you've got to do your due diligence. You know, I think joint venturing and working with other people where two people come together and you share resources so you get more than you would on your own is a great idea. But too often people jump into partnerships because they like someone too quickly. Or oh, they're lazy. Or, or they're lazy. They think the other person will do all the work and the other person might think the same and guess what? It doesn't work. Nothing happens. So it's really important to find someone, first of all, you like and trust. Uh, you've got to make sure you've got aligned values, so you, you know you're, you're, you know, on a moral guidance, you're the same. Um, and then also work out if you're going to joint venture, who's doing what, when are they doing it, who's responsible, and what happens if it doesn't happen? What happens if it goes wrong? And so you have the discussion. You need to write it down, really simple, black and white, and document it. And, it, and you know, I'm sure you've seen the situation, Peter, where you can have two people have a great conversation, they agree so they go away, wow. and then two months or three months down the line, they get together and. Their, their understanding, their belief about what was agreed is different. There's no accountability and that's half the problem. No, exactly. So put it down in writing, agree it, put some milestones in place and then you can move it. So, but, so whether you're working with someone, whether you're buying a business, buying a property, always do your own due diligence. Make sure you're really happy. 
So I think really what we're saying is that if you really are interested in passionate about sort of getting into property, you don't quite know where to start. First and foremost, get the book. Yep. So here we have the book. Get property the book. magic. Property magic. And once you've got the book, you've read the book, go to a pin meeting, start to hang out with other like-minded people that have done it, that have got a good track record, where you can absolutely expedite your learning curve, reduce the risks, and get forward a lot quicker. Now, if anything we've spoken about today's session sort of resonates with you, please head over to Booker.com and get in contact. Simon, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Peter. I really, so much appre me. really appreciate you being on the episode. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail.